Hey sister, this um, is good, just a trigger warning for you. Today we're talking about miscarriage and it's a really tough and sensitive topic. So if you have unfortunately suffered through a miscarriage, I just want to let you know, obviously by the title, this is what it's about and you're here for it. And maybe you are concerned about your hormones and your cycle and you're worried about potentially having a miscarriage and you have a desire to get pregnant. So if that's you, then um, I'm talking to you today. And the truth is like, whenever you've had a miscarriage, whether it's at really a really early one around five or six weeks, or maybe midway, or even a really late, late miscarriage or a stillbirth, the intense pain that you're going to have, it's, it's absolutely unspeakable. And so if you've been through this, you know it. If you've not been through it, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would never go through it because it's awful. And, um, I've been there several times in different ways and in different stages of pregnancy. But today I really want to bring the truth to you about what does it look like to get pregnant after a miscarriage and what are things that you can do to prevent another one? And I am speaking to myself (laughs) of all people in this, because after our first miscarriage, I, I didn't really know what to do and I just kind of accepted it. And, um, and then we had two more after that. And that's when I finally started taking things seriously, but you don't have to put yourself through that. You don't have to put your family through that. And there are things that you can do in terms of prevention protocols, never a guarantee, right? But there's definitely things you can do than just kind of flying off the wind and hoping that it won't happen again. There's a lot more you can do. So that's what we're talking about today. Let's go. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. Okay, so before we get into our episode today, I just want to thank everyone who has left a review so far. You guys are awesome and it really boosts the rating of the show and that doesn't matter at all, right? But what does matter about that is this podcast will show up on more people's phones, okay? So that's the only reason this matters is like these messages are truly, I believe, from the Lord and really are to encourage his his people and his believers and his daughters of the faith. And so if you wouldn't mind just taking like 20 seconds and scroll on down and click write a review in Apple Podcasts. And um, first of all, I'd love to hear what you think of the show. It's always great to hear feedback. And it really does help uh, this message spread out to the world. And I truly just, it just makes me so excited whenever I see one of those reviews. So I did want to read one of them today. This is from Tracy. She said, thanks for this podcast and all the information I wish I had known. Hormones seem such 
like such a complicated thing. Grateful for you just breaking it down for us into simple nuggets and looking forward to sharing it. So thank you so much, Tracy. You're awesome. And thank you for sharing that. And hormones are really, really complicated. So I am grateful to be here to break it down into a more simple way. And so thank you for that. If you guys, again, if you've not left that review yet, please just scroll on down, take a second, write a review, tell me what you think about the podcast, about the show and why other people should listen to it. That would just mean the world to me and get the message out. So thank you. Okay. So let's go ahead and just start off with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we just come before you and thank you so much for allowing me to record today. And thank you for bringing this heavy topic to my heart. I know things are feeling a little bit fresh on this end of things for me as I'm approaching my two-year anniversary of our first miscarriage. And um, I know that there are so many other women who have gone through this silently or who are afraid of going through it and who just really want to hear your truth and your guidance and your light about what they can do about it and what you say about it, Lord. So I just pray right now you would shut my voice off and I would be your spokesperson and you would absolutely 100% speak through me right now, Lord, through your Holy Spirit. So thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, so let's kind of dig into this. So the reason I'm talking to you guys about this today, well, you know, I've been through uh, several miscarriages. That's kind of what triggered my journey. Our first miscarriage, it was our daughter, Hannah. She was 15 weeks along. And then we had our daughter, Hope. We think it was a daughter, not not 100% sure. And then we had Grace. And Hope and Grace were what is called chemical pregnancies. So a chemical pregnancy is when you have a really early miscarriage. So basically what that means is conception happens, but the baby has a really hard time implanting into the uterine lining. Typically, you know, there could be a variety of reasons. It could be hormone imbalance. Um, You could have low progesterone. For me, like I was recovering from a really significant miscarriage and my hormones were not balanced yet. I'm positive of that. And it wasn't a healthy environment in my uterus for the baby to implant. And I just didn't know any of that. And so, so, you know, we kind of suffered through that. And this is really fresh because I finally have, I love decorating my house. This is like a little side story. I love decorating my house and I love just pictures of our family and my kids. And it's been on my heart for a long time to make a little area of decoration for um, just a memory of the babies that we lost. And so I just did that a few nights ago and it's really pretty. There's like a wreath on the top and across below in the middle. On the right, one of my really dear friends painted this beautiful picture of what we think Hannah looks like in heaven. She's in a little red dress with long, dark brown curly hair um, in a field of um, sunflowers at sunset. And it looks just beautiful. So I'm going to get that printed out and I hang that up. And then on the left, I found this really pretty painting at Hobby Lobby. It looks like an angel with these beautiful wings holding a baby. And I painted all of our baby's names on the wings and the dates. So anyways, that is why I'm talking about this today, because I really hope like we never have to add to those wings. I really do. And there's also just the reality that it could happen. But um, I'm right there with you guys uh, in like, just kind of not this fear, but apprehension and knowing like we live in a fallen world and this could happen. But the that the fact that there are things that we can do to prevent the miscarriages to occur. 
a lot of things are out of our control. So this is not like a guarantee. Like you do this, you will never have a miscarriage. Like that is not what I'm saying at all. But I do know, and I can say as a trained fertility instructor, that miscarriage, the leading cause of it is low progesterone. And there's a lot of things that you can do to, you know, learn about what your body is telling you if you might be dealing with that before you were to get pregnant, just to support that baby that you were to conceive. So today I'm, I'm bringing those tips to you guys. Okay. So we're talking about three things you can do to prevent a future miscarriage. So number one is chart your cycle. I'm sure you guys figured I would say that, but I cannot beat this horse <laughs> dead enough. Okay. So there's so many things about charting your cycle that if you do it and you look for it and you know to look for these little things that that should really clue you in to either wait to conceive if it's in y'all's hands to do that and to work with someone to help you with it if you're dealing with some of these things. Okay. Okay. So number one, when you're charting your cycle, you can do your basal body temperature and your basal body temperature gives you clues into what's going on with your hormones and how healthy you are to conceive. So with your basal body temperature, there is there should be this curve in a healthy cycle. In a healthy cycle, you should have this curve of it's lower for the first part of your cycle. And then after you ovulate, it should rise. So really simple, right? <laughs> and there can be some variations in between, but it's going to be lower and then it's going to rise. And then if you do not conceive, the temperatures will drop and then you'll have a period. And if you do conceive, your temperature will stay high and it might even go higher than it was in the second part of your cycle. So in terms of tracking your basal body temperature, it can be really helpful to see if like there's a whole, a whole slew of this and I'm having a whole section on it in the course that I'm working on for fertility framework that teaches on this and all these things and a lot more. But the biggest thing with basal body temperature, you also want to see if your temps are lower than normal. So if your temps are lower than normal, and when I say that, I'm talking about in the first part of your cycle, that's called your follicular phase, day one of your cycle until um, your peak day or about when you ovulate, that's your follicular phase. And if your temperatures are below 97.1, really consistently and like super duper below that, you want to get checked out with someone who can work with you because that can be an indicator that um, you're having some endocrine disruption. You might be having a thyroid issue and um, you're, you might be having some hormone imbalance there that you want to get checked out. And just taking your basal body temperature consistently every day can really help with that. Hey sister, do you want to come hang out with a group of women seeking to get pregnant just like you? Inside my free period cycle and ovulation group, you will find a safe space to finally talk about your fertility journey and not feel alone. All while being pointed back to God on this journey. Join us now on Facebook by clicking the link below in the show notes. I would love to approve your membership into the sisterhood. Also, if you haven't taken the hormone imbalance quiz yet, check it out to see what your hormones are trying to tell you based off some questions about your period. And yes, those questions are really funny and should make you laugh. The link for the quiz is also in the show notes. So just scroll on down. Okay, so the next thing in charting your cycle that can help is identifying your luteal phase. So your luteal phase is from the day after your peak day until the end of your cycle. And it is really important that you guys are trained in how to how to chart all of this and how to track all of this 
So I'm really excited to have that course soon so that you guys can like learn all of the ins and outs of exactly how to track it and understand your body's language and all of that. So your luteal phase is after your follicular phase. And your luteal phase, the length of it indicates how healthy was your ovulation and how healthy is your corpus luteum that is producing progesterone. So progesterone is the sustainer of of your uterine lining to keep it nice and thick. And I call it juicy. It's a really weird word, but it is juicy in the sense that it literally secretes nutritious nutrients to a potential pregnancy every single cycle. And so you really want healthy levels of progesterone to sustain a pregnancy. And your luteal phase indicates how healthy is your progesterone. So by FEM standards, they're looking for a luteal phase to be nine to 18 days in length. But if you're wanting to achieve pregnancy, we really want to see it closer to 10 or 11 days at a minimum. So if you're someone who's having like a six day luteal phase and you're wanting to get pregnant, I would just like pump the brakes, hit the stop sign, and you need to get help before you try to get pregnant. Or you could be getting pregnant and having all these early pregnancies and not even realize it because the baby doesn't have enough time to implant into the uterine lining. So I hope I've made my case well enough. Like it is so important that you chart your cycle. Um, to get started, you guys can at least download the FEM app, F-E-M-M. It's free and they have great little buttons on there to show you exactly how to start tracking your cervical mucus. And it's a really great starting point. And you can also track your period, which is really important to track it objectively by standards. That way, um, like your light day isn't actually a heavy day or whatever. Yeah, like it's it's by the FEM standards. So that's a great app to get started on. Okay, so the second tip about what can you do to potentially prevent a miscarriage, like what's in your hands? Work with a charting and hormone expert. Okay, so you really wanna work with someone who knows how to read your chart. So you remember like standard OBGYNs, there's a lot of them that are super great, but the majority, um, most medical schools do not train OBGYNs how to read a woman's cycle chart and what that tells them about her period health and her endocrine health and her, her hormonal health. And so it's really important if you're working with an OBGYN that you totally love to ask them like, hey, are you trained in reading a cycle chart or a fertility awareness chart? or a cervical mucus chart, like just kind of ask them those questions. And if they're like, oh no, uh, I don't, I don't really know about that. Or if they say, oh no, like that's the rhythm method. Like you need to move on from that provider and go to someone else who like has taken extra training to understand how to look at a woman's chart because they'll be able to look at it and tell you right away, like, oh my goodness, this is what you're dealing with based off of your chart. And so we can get to the root cause of this issue so much faster. So obviously I like, I'm going to put myself out there because I know I can help you <laughs> like me work with me. Okay. Um, I'm working on that course, you guys. And I have a wait list right now for one-on-one clients. But if you want to get on that wait list, you can contact me. I'll go ahead and put my email and my consult information. I only do a couple of those a week, but I'll put that information down in today's show notes. If you're just like desperate because I have been there and I don't want to leave you hanging or waiting. So I'm here to help you if you need it, but you just, you want someone who is trained in supporting you. So we've talked a lot in different episodes. I'll have to link those two. <laughs> I hope I can remember this. Oh my goodness. I always stop and talk with my clients. I'm like, Hey, let me just write this down really quick. So I remember, but anyways, we we've done different episodes on how to find like a good provider. And so you can go and listen to that episode for 
different different providers with different certifications who can actually help support you with the root cause of like why your cycle isn't going well and what to do before you try to conceive. So that leads me into my third point. Okay, so my third point is is wait. Wait to conceive. And there's like an A and B step in here. A, until you have the green light from the Lord. So God is God and he is absolutely sovereign over your fertility, over your pregnancies, over your miscarriages, over us living in this fallen and broken and really difficult world. God is sovereign, okay? So regardless of what I say, regardless of what your husband says, regardless of what your doctor says, God is sovereign and he has the final say. So I can tell you all these things about like, hey, you need to do all these things before you get pregnant and you need to seek the Lord on if that's what he is wanting you to do, okay? So if this is not what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do and he's leading you like, just trust me and get pregnant and he's asking you to step out in faith and do it blindly, then do that. Like I am never going to step in front of you in your walk with the Lord and what he's asking you to do. But I am here to educate you and be an informant of knowledge and wisdom that God has given us that we can understand about our bodies and our hormones and our fertility in this fallen world. And so anyways, so if if God is asking you to just go, then then go. But you need to really submit to him on this. So the B part is to wait until your cycles are healthy and they show it. So you, you know, if the Lord is calling you to chart and to be diligent and to honor your body as the temple and to um, be perseverant and to be responsible with your body and your fertility and your cycle, you need to do that. And you need to be obedient to him in that. And you need to connect with me. You need to ask me questions. (laughs) You can join that Facebook group. You can pop in there and ask me questions. You can send me an email and ask me questions, or you can just schedule a consult if you want to and ask me questions there. But um, I'm here to support you guys and help you because it is, this is like one of the worst things to go through. I know it's, it's a huge fear that a lot of people have, or it's something that people don't even realize they're afraid of until it happens to them. So it's like a really, it's a really cruddy thing about the world that we live in. Um, it's a following world. And this is one of the things we have to deal with. So let me just recap for you guys. Okay. These are the three things you can do to potentially prevent another miscarriage or to have a lot more cards in your hands than just saying, I don't know, we'll just go for it blindly. You can't do that now unless God is telling you to do that because now you're informed and uh, you need to seek the Lord on what he wants you to do. Okay. So if he's prompting you and nudging you to reach out to me or to connect with me or to join that Facebook group, you need to do that and you need to be obedient to it. Or if you don't want to hear from me ever again <laughs> and you just want to turn turn things off and God is just asking you to just walk with him daily and hourly in in faith, then you need to do that. You need to turn this podcast off, okay? So um, either way, you guys know I'm here for you. Um, the three things are number one, chart your cycle. Number two, work with a charting and hormone expert. And number three, wait. Wait until you either have the green light from God or until you're healthy and your cycles show it. So I hope this blesses you guys today. Let me pray over you. Lord Jesus, I just lift up each woman who is listening to this, Lord. And I know if she's listening to this episode, she's carrying a really, really heavy burden and a really heavy fear. And I speak against that in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that you would place your hands upon her, Lord, and you would just cover um, her ears with your hands, God, and that she wouldn't hear anyone but you 
and that you would be so clear to her what you want her to do from this episode and what you want her to do from this message. If she's to connect with me, I pray you just would like bug her until (laughs) she does it. And if you're wanting her to just keep moving forward and keep just trusting you and keeping your eyes fixed on you and not do anything, then let her do that and let her be obedient to it. And I pray for healing, Father. If she has been through a miscarriage, I just pray for your ultimate healing. I pray for your sovereignty. And I just pray for the reassured and blessed hope that you have our babies in heaven. And they are so well taken care of and loved there. Thank you, Lord, for hearing us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.